Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Cukley. It's the 5 o'clock fire. Ah, it is 5 o'clock. Congratulations. Uh, and uh, hopefully you're off work. Luckily for you, Old Dirty Show and T-Mill have the latest. And the latest is the Astros have their man. And the owner, Jim Crane himself, um, who last night uh, was at the festivities and I may or may not have ordered my drink based off what Jim ordered. I'm still still kind of struggling with that. I, I think you said, "Give me what, uh, give me what Mr. Crane's having." I didn't say it, but I, mentally I may have. I think he said, it, "Hey, I'll I mean, take what my buddy Jim's." I drinking. didn't want to say this the first time, but I think I ordered it directly after I watched him. I saw him order his. I saw him order his. Then I said, "I'll take the cab." So I guess. So you hung, bottom line is you hung out with old uh, Jim Crane last night, huh? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. Well, I mean, in a roundabout way. I'm not saying you went over and rubbed elbows with him and chatted, but, I mean, you hung out. You was at the same bar. I was at the same spot. Drinking the same grape. We was both second in line. I couldn't believe that. I couldn't believe it. Y'all got a lot in common, man. No. But but I'm just thinking to myself, man, I'm surprised. Jim's just going to wait in line, huh? Just a regular old old guy. You just hit that no real quick. No. I'm telling you, if I was in Jim's spot, I ain't waiting in that damn line. Hey, that right now. <laughs> you ain't waiting. Somebody, you waiting days are over, huh? I got somebody named Royce out here waiting in them lines for it. Royce, you know what I want? Give me that red. You know what I drink? Courtney, what you want? All right, uh, but no, this was Jim Kane, Jim Jim Crane introducing the new general manager, Dana Brown. I want to welcome today Dana Brown as our new general manager of the Houston Astros and his wife, Cassandra, who's here sitting in the front row. We're very happy about that. Um, he came from the Atlanta Braves and uh, was instrumental in a lot of their player acquisitions and multiple transactions. You know, we went through a pretty vigorous uh, interview process. Uh, some of the things we found out about Dana, he was very analytic savvy. Uh, he's a great talent evaluator based upon what we've seen at the Braves. Uh, seasoned at player acquisitions, seasoned at player development, uh, and retention. They were always able to extend some of their player contracts. Um, um, I, I think he's going to do a great job for us, and uh, we're all here to support him and uh, keep the Astros on the winning ways. All right, there it is. They got their guy, Clint. And, um, yeah, yeah it, it does seem like um, it seems like they're going to try to do what it is, at least stay – stay true to what they've been, you know, moving forward. I I think with Jeff Bagwell, he does have an influence in this. It's hard to deny that. But it does seem like if you listen to the press conference, we see the reports that came out of it. Uh, The mention of analytics was was through it, and the mention of we will still be using it, that was through it, uh, as opposed to saying they're moving in some different direction. So it it seems like there may be some tweaks. I mean, I think there there will be, but – it seems like they're going to be running through the same things that they have. Yeah, I doubt much changes. Um, I mean, you just you just add a valuable piece to the to the uh, the structure there with with the Astros, and and he clearly comes from a, a place that's had success. He clearly is well respected, well thought of. 
uh, in the, not only in the Braves organization but but throughout Major League Baseball. And um, you know there there was a, a need here. I, I mean, here's the deal: is you mentioned Jeff Bagwell. Is I, I'm curious to see. Don't know that it means a whole hell of a lot, but I'm curious to see. You know what what Bagwell's role becomes. He's been front and center, face of the organization, mouthpiece of the organization, if you will, um, for Jim Crane. And so it'll be interesting to see, does he fall back uh, a bit and, and let Dana do that? Or, or do, does, you know, because Bagwell is is a, um, I think there's some value there with him being visible, I think, with the organization. It's a pretty cool dynamic. Um, uh, you know, I, it'd be interesting to see what happens, what happens there. The first order of business, though, Dana's got to get, Dana got to get Kyle Tucker squared away, right? Tucker, he's. I mean, that's 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 the big one, huh? Arbitration there, and and even long term. Yeah, that is Tucker, Framber, that stuff coming up. But um, no, I mean, I I think it's a like this can be good if you can mix it as well. Like Jeff Bagwell is a valuable piece to, to you know to have to talk to. It's just to me, my concern is: are they about to shift and change away from what's got them to be the dominant? organization in the last half decade I, I don't see cranes involved enough to where i don't see that even being, i don't even think that's going that's an option and I he mean, made like he seemed to make that a point to, to to stay within that like no man we ain't just throwing out analytics to the, to the ground like, it ain't gonna be well, major. and and you know he showed you that that uh the way he handled james click you know if something ain't if something and i don't know what the hell was or wasn't right but if yeah. something ain't if something's not spot on he ain't afraid to, to hit click to cut bait and move on to hit click <laughs> Yeah, I used to do that. Hey, uh, when call people, we're going to hang up on them. Call people. Hey, who who is it that E40's with? They say, the click. You hang up on them. <laughs> Back in the day, right? Don't ever do that to me. I'll try. Five o'clock fire. All right, news with the uh, Texans coaching search. Um, D'Amico Ryan's. Um, I would think for most fans, now, we don't know what the, we don't know exactly, actually, with the McNairs and, and, and Nick Casario, but I think with most most fans, D'Amico Ryans is the top candidate for the Texans. Well, there are reports out of Denver that D'Amico Ryans is emerging as the top candidate for the Denver Broncos. And, and Clint, that feels like the team that they would have to compete with if they want to get the services of D'Amico Ryans. And I, I guess point blank to you, my thought would be, who's sexier? Wh- which job... You know, for, if you put yourself in D'Amico Ryan's position, which job is sexier to you? Yeah, sure. I think it just it matters what the head coach wants to do. Absolutely. I'm, right. I mean, I, I think you, there's a case to be made for both of them being unbelievably attractive. I, I think you, you look at the Texans, and, I, and I, I've said this before, yeah, the cap space is nice. Yeah, the draft capital is nice. But I think the clean slate aspect of – you don't have to go in here and, and flip some culture that somebody else screwed up. Um, you don't have to go in here and change all the phrases on the wall. There are none. Um, you know, you you literally have a clean slate from from the phrasing on the wall to the culture to the foundation to the roster building to the quarterback to the scheme. I mean, you have got an unbelievably clean slate. You are not handcuffed in any way, shape, or form based on the quarterback that's there. Like for yeah. instance, for Denver, for instance. No, like, you're handcuffed. You're, you're, I mean, and it may be a friendly handcuff, but you are handcuffed to doing what Russell uh, Russell Wilson uh, does well. And 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 I, I don't know. I, I think if, if you're a head coach that that one can trust that Nick Casario and and Cal McNair will give you the time, but wants to come in and literally build something from the ground up, 
then I think you'd prefer Houston. Um, if you want to go somewhere where there's already a quarterback that's been a pro bowler, um, there's already a couple of pieces in the defense on the second, the secondary that, that would be awfully sexy to D'Amico Ryan, I would imagine, in terms of what he does defensively. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got a couple of receivers that are game changers in Denver. You've got some legitimate pieces there that you may look at and go, look, I know somebody else picked them. They weren't my guys, but I, I kind of like them. Because uh, Denver's a roster where you, you should be in the playoffs next year. If D'Amico goes in there and does a good job, you they should so? be in the playoffs. You play- think so? Yeah. Really? Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I would, they, they may fall a little bit short, but you should be in the play- You should be in the, the last week of the season should mean something, damn it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I mean, know they're they playing have, a tough division. They have, they, I mean, they haven't. They have a defense that's going to, at the very least, keep you in games. And you would think to yourself, if I'm D'Amico Ryan's, I would say that my defense may take a step up, step forward. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and that, and that, and that group, if I'm that confident myself, and it, 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 and I think with the Broncos, it's it's all about. Well, they've got players over there, but what do you think about Russell? What do you think about Russell? And 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 that's it. Do you want? Do you prefer to be locked into somebody who? All right, has the ability to be. I still, th- I still think Russell, with the right person, has the ability to be a top half quarterback, if not better. A, yeah. a top, like I, I think Russ can still be in the Dak Prescott range. And you have to ask yourself, do you think, like, is that attractive to you, with how long you have him at thirty four years old, thirty three years old? So, we'll see. If it's between those two, though, I mean, if that's where it both. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission those teams are going after him got to start to look at the broncos yeah. as as the as the as the as the team that you got to really look at and you look at the structure i think they're they're significantly different i mean you you've got a former player um how involved is elway up there at this point in time oh uh, not really not really george Patton is kind of running the show there but Elway's still heavily involved. He's, I mean, he's there. He's he's involved, yeah, but right? He's a, he's like I think he just got a job. Ownership, I would imagine, is significantly different than than Cal McNair and Hannah McNair well, here. And the other of, thing is, you don't know about them. They right. just took over. Yeah, so, so it, it's 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 a different scenario. But I I think it's those two. You and I could sit here and probably split hairs and decide one's better than the other. But at the end of the day, I think it's just the preference of the head coach, and it's and it's a pretty significant difference. So the preference should be obvious. Five o'clock fire. Some coaching news coming through. One, another team is off the board. The first team that had a, a coaching vacancy has been filled, and that is the Carolina Panthers, and they go with former Indianapolis Colts head coach Frank Reich. Um, has family in, Carol, in the Carolina area, so this is a good fit for him. Um, but I think the way this helps the Texans, Clint, is this, doesn't, this isn't a guy that you appear to have any interest in. Yeah. And this means one of the guys, one of the landing spots potentially of the guy who may be your guy is is taken up. So I, I think that's, from the Texan, Texans perspective, that is one that makes uh, makes you feel good about the situation. Yeah, we talked about this a lot last year, obviously through a, a crazy head coach ser- uh, search. But uh, last year, you know, every time a, a coach got hired that wasn't on their short list, 
it, it was a good thing. I, I think that holds more true this year based on the fact that the Texans are, are running a pretty competent, uh, really impressive head coach search at this point in time. Um, so, yeah, Frank Reich was nowhere to be found on, on their short list. Um, I, I was thought, thinking maybe, you know, an offensive coordinator for one of these young, de- uh, de- you know, defensive-minded head coaches that mm-hmm. gets hired, maybe, um, but hadn't been on the radar at all for the Texans, and he feels that that one particular job. So, um, we'll, we'll see how it all unfolds. And he feels that job before the Shane Steikens and the D'Amico Ryans and, 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 and Jonathan Gannons can even be interviewed again. Yeah. So, yeah, good news. One of the openings they off the market. Guy, I guess. And the other news here with the Cowboys and another candidate, uh, Dan Quinn has informed any teams that was uh, that was interested in his services that he'll be staying in Dallas as the defensive coordinator. Uh, he's somebody, another one that the Texans yeah. did not did not speak to. Um, I uh, you've brought that up multiple times. I am kind of surprised with those two guys, both of them being former head coaches, Frank Reich and Dan Quinn that the Texans didn't, you know, kind of have a conversation with them. It felt like to them, I guess, Sean Payton, the only one who does have head coaching experience, was enough for them uh, without ex- without interviewing yeah. anybody else who has that. Yeah, that's – that's um, the, the only reason that that, quote-unquote, concerns me is because I, I do believe, uh, you know, maybe right, maybe wrong, but I, I do believe that Nick Casario would prefer to be heavily involved in the day-to-day. In the in the football in, in the during the games, you know, I, I think he would prefer to be that way. And when you look at this list, the only guy that's ever been a head coach um, is is no longer involved, and everybody would be a first year head coach. Where I think Nick, for the most part, is gonna is gonna have some say so more so, more more say so than if he if they were to hire Frank Reich, Dan Quinn, Sean Payton. I think so. That's my only concern. Um, I don't know that that's the case. I just, I just feel that way after covering Nick, you know, Nick for several years, couple years here. It just seems I, I, I don't think Nick wants to not be on at the fifty yard line during training camp. Yeah, and and not be throwing to the receivers during practice. By God, like, I, I hope that I, is. I just, I that, just think I think he not. wants to do that, man. I, I think he's he's used to doing it. It's a part of kind of how he evaluates. That, well, that has to be something that changes. If, if 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 that is standing between, like that has to be a part of some of the things he was saying in that press conference, where you know I'm like willing to change. Yeah, I, you know the thing for me is, I don't necessarily care that a guy is there. I, I care that it's a general manager. Like I as as a, and maybe you maybe you build a team full of guys that they don't feel that kind of pressure. But but like I. I, I need to I need my guys to be as relaxed as they possibly can as they're working and trying to make this squad. I I don't personally I don't need my guys, you know, worrying about what they say every step of the way because the general manager may be standing behind them on the fifty yard line. Um, you know, the general manager, you know, being in that that involved. Pers- that's just my personal my no, like I, as a player. So. Um, but he comes from a tree where it, it, it with Belichick and really the only experience I have is more like Parcells where it, it's all about applying pressure. So. Yeah. Maybe I I don't know I just I, I think that that is a, a part where coach there are going to be some coaches that are like eh, I don't well, know that well, I need my general well, manager in the middle of the field well especially with the reputation reputation that Nick is going to have and I think that Nick's got a reputation of being a guy that is a meddler yeah that, that that wants to be I'm not saying it's true or not sure felt well no I will say the first year under Cully he was certainly involved in that but I mean he's got a reputation of being a meddler and I, I think there are going to be some folks that's like. Hmm. 
Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about that. I but, agree. Uh, we'll see how that rolls. All right, as we continue to roll on at some point, as we uh, as we are here until 6 o'clock, we're going to figure out what the hell went into $30 of an order uh, to McDonald's late last night uh, when he passed several, several places uh, to get something to eat. And we didn't give you all the news about coaching hires that happened. There's another hire that happened that I think a lot of Texans fans should pay attention to because this could be future dilemmas that the Texans are in depending on who they hire as coach. That's coming up next. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hubley. All right. Uh, this uh, this was interesting, as we will at some point get to, to figure out how the hell you get 30 bucks. This Jets situation, Clint, I know every the, the way it unfolds because the similarities of what it could be, especially like Jonathan Gannon too, but especially with D'Amico Ryans because uh, they're absolutely coming from the same space, right? Coming from San Francisco as the defensive coordinators, as defensive-minded coaches, and then going to an AFC team. And we look at the Jets, Robert Sala, and he's done well, right? They were in playoff contention almost to the end of the season last year, and their offense failed him. So what happened? He brings, he comes in as the head coach, brings in somebody uh, from that McVeigh Shanahan tree, yep. uh, uh, Matt LaFleur, uh, his little brother Mike LaFleur, brings him in to be the OC, and then after two years, after they draft Zach Wilson, number two overall, it just it, he's terrible, he's awful. They had to bench him a couple of times, it felt like. Mike White was playing better than he was, and eventually they fire the offensive coordinator within the Shanahan system after two years, and now they've hired, they've hired a new coordinator, and Clint, they've hired Nathaniel Hackett, Nathaniel Hackett, aka Nene, the former <laughs> head coach of the Denver Broncos, and these are like this situation. You have been concerned about like this happening to the Texans, yeah. and now the more and well, more the news comes out, doesn't get it. Not Never get it better. Show not only former head coach of the Denver Broncos. That he 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 was the the pilot of the 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 worst offense in the National Football League last year. Sixteen point nine points per game. Yeah, man. Look, I, it's and it's they just, went on a roll after he got fired. Like I, the, the, this this is this is just precisely what scares the hell out of me with the Texans. And, and look, it's it's only a conversation because D'Amico Ryan's, I believe, is is the fan favorite. And I'll be honest with you, I think D'Amico Ryans is, is an NFL favorite. I mean, he's going to get a gig somewhere, and he's going to be really good, a lot like Robert Sala. And so why it scares me uh, with the Texans is Robert Sala was the defensive coordinator for a few years in, in San Francisco before he took a job in the AFC in, in with the Jets where it was a rebuild, right? The belief was he was going to pull somebody out of that tree, like you said, show that that, that tree offensively. It'd be, it'd be the exact same thing. Yeah. It's exact same thing that I heard uh, that I've heard everybody talk about D'Amico Ryan's doing. And everybody, everybody's really excited about it. Well, I ain't. I'm, I'm not. I, I don't. It just. This is exactly why. It's because if you miss on the offensive coordinator, if you miss on the quarterback, they clearly missed. Jets missed on both of them. But if you miss on one or the other, then you've got a you've got a a tough situation in, on your hands, right? Like I said, they missed on both of them, and. When you go out as a and you're going to hire somebody to be an offensive coordinator or even a defensive coordinator, like 
you've got to go either take a chance on a, a hot up-and-coming quarterback coach or passing game coordinator somewhere, that somebody that wants to get out from underneath the, an offensive-minded head coach, which is rare, especially if you're winning, and especially if that's a great offensive mind because you're going to stair-step all the way. You're going to ride it all the way to a head coaching gig. Or you you've got to so you got to take a major risk with somebody that's that hadn't done squat relative to calling plays and 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 being responsible for an entire unit, right? Or you've got to take a chance on a, on a coach that has failed miserably and is now unemployed, right? Like Nathaniel Hackett. And so I don't like it. So now Nathaniel Hackett, who had a ton of success in in, in Green Bay, I guess you can say he had a ton of success in Green Bay. Their head coach calls plays, and the quarterback is is. Is is in my opinion one of the top four or five to ever play the game in in uh, in, in Aaron Rodgers. However, it's on Mount Rushmore. So yeah, no question, it's, it is Mount Rushmore, not Mount Everest, right? And he had back to back MVP seasons. That's right. You know, yeah. That's right. That's right. And, and and so the point is, is now you look you're looking at the Jets, and you're looking at Robert Sala. He's done a great job. Got a great got a good defense. He's drafted well. He's 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 used the talent that was there. He's put him in position to have a lot of success. But the quarterback in the OC ain't right. And now you're hiring a failed head coach and bringing them in here to be your offensive coordinator. And you're in the, I, I got a sneaking suspicion that you're doing that to get Aaron Rodgers. And, and see, that's. So now, because you missed on a quarterback and because the coordinator didn't work, you're hiring a failed, a failed head coach and you're chasing a $50 million a year quarterback and hoping that that works for a year or two. It, it's just, it's a situation that I would personally. I would personally want to avoid at all cost if I were the owner of a football team or the general manager of a football team. See, and, and to what you're saying there, when you look at it, and, and if you look at it, say it from the Texans' perspective, man, it's it's scary. Like Robert Sala, he is the head guy, and he's come to the point of, all right, my best way to improve and make my offense a better team is I have to go and try to get Aaron Rodgers. And how can I go and get Aaron Rodgers? Let me go get a coach that is good friends with Aaron that may give me a leg up on other teams to yep. get Aaron to come here. And I know it's probably going to take a couple of first-round picks, maybe, right? It may be, like, we're looking at maybe first couple of first-round picks. If, if that's what Russell went for, I'm guessing Aaron probably has a, a high, steep payment. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.